helps to take a swig of iced tea before we begin the festivities here. Hello, friends. I am your humble host here, your host for the Sounds Like Radio program, where we feature some of the best music that you don't ever heard and a good episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Today, from January 31st, 1951. Hmm. Now, let's see here. Marjorie's going to be having a baby soon. And so what do you do when, when a little lady's going to have a baby? Well, you, you give her a shower, a baby shower. And that's just what Gildersleeve is planning on doing in today's program. But, but Leroy, he wants to get in on the act. Gildas says, go ahead, Leroy. You can give Marjorie a baby shower, too. What could be the harm, huh? Eh, what could be the harm, eh? Oh, my. You'll find out tonight in The Great Gildersleeve as Leroy and Gildersleeve both make an effort to give Marjorie a baby shower. And, uh, oh, the complications. Oh, oh, the problems. Oh, uh, I'll let you hear it. Well, friends, it's just too bad that Marjorie's not having her baby in uh, May. Then Al Jolson would be thrilled because then he could give Marjorie an April shower. Here's Al Jolson and April showers. Maybe he gives lots of showers. Life is not a highway strewn with flowers. Still it holds a goodly share of bliss. When the sun gives way to April showers, here's the point you should never miss. Though April showers may come your way, bring the flowers that bloom in Raining, have no regrets because it isn't raining rain, you know. It's raining violets, and where you see clouds upon the hills, you soon will see crowds of daffodils. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for his song whenever April showers come along. Looking 
for a bluebird and listening for his song. Whenever April a shower come along. Oh, my. Nice to hear once again the great Al Jolson, one of his big songs, April Showers. We don't often play Al Jolson's greatest hits, but that certainly was one of his greatest hits here on Sounds Like Radio as we celebrate Marjorie having a baby and Gildy and Leroy both planning on giving her a shower, maybe an April shower. Oh, yeah, they're going to have a shower. And when you have a shower, you get presents, right? And what do you do with them presents? Why, you give them straight to the baby. Here's Lola Albright. When the sun goes down, take me straight to baby. When the lights start lighting the town, there's only one place for me. When the neon winks, I go straight to baby. When the beat starts rocking the town, I long for his company. I'm feeling good as soon as he says hello. And when he starts in looking at me just so, sun is down and I'm here with baby when the lights start lighting the town this is the place for me Sounds nice. Yeah, Lola Albright, the girl from the Peter Gunn series. She was the singing Chanteuse 
on Peter Gunn. And there she is singing a little song for us. Yeah, yeah that, one, that comes from Lola Albright's album, Dreamsville. That album was put out just about the exact same time as she was doing Peter Gunn, the TV series. And could you tell it had that Henry Mancini touch to that album with the orchestrations behind Lola? Yeah, hey, I could. That's because the orchestra there was conducted by Henry Mancini for Lola's album, Dreamsville. We now, Marjorie's going to have the baby, and, you know, there's nothing, nothing better when you have a little baby in your arms and you're holding it, and you look at that little baby, and that little baby smiles. <laughs> you're making a funny face, and you make a funny sound, and... And the baby smiles. I love it. Yeah, well, you know who else loves it when a baby smiles? Yeah, Ted Lewis. He loves it when my baby smiles at me. Here's Ted Lewis. When my little baby, when my baby smiles at me, why my thoughts, they go rolling, rolling. Way up there to paradise When my baby Look at me, honey Smile at me, will you? Smile at me That's it, and you know what that smile does? It brings out the beautiful light That comes to those pretty, pretty eyes The kind of light, folks You know the light The light that just brings love Yes, I mean the love, the love that brings one thing. You know what it is? It's real harmony. Why, I sigh and I cry. Is everybody happy? Yes, darling, when my little baby, when my baby smiles at me. light on all of you folks listening in. You get the smile that just brings love. There it is, there it is, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Why, that's the smile that brings real harmony. I smile and I cry. Oh my, there you have Ted Lewis. Now you speak of classics and greatest hits. That certainly is the greatest hit from Ted Lewis. When my baby smiles at me. Yeah, I like that. I don't know if he was talking about a real baby, but it went with the show. What can I tell you? Well, friends, today's show is all about Gildersleeve giving a shower and Leroy, he's going to give a shower too. And uh, you know why they're giving a shower? Because Marjorie 
she's getting kind of fat. Well, no, she's not really getting fat. She's getting, she's going to have a baby. That's why she looks rather large. But you know who, who also didn't have a baby but did get fat? The great Victor Brono. You all know who Victor Brono is. He appeared in a lot of TV shows. I remember him particularly appearing on the Johnny Carson show. He'd come on and, and read a funny poem that he wrote. He'd sit down and, and he'd, he'd be on the Wild Wild West. He was on Batman as King Tut. He, uh, let's see, he was in the, an episode of The Odd Couple, as I recall. He played like a uh, uh, an apartment manager. Well, anyway, Victor Bruno was a very big guy. He was actually close to 400 pounds, if not 400 pounds. And unfortunately, he was so big, it contributed to his uh, uh, early uh, death, unfortunately. He died when he was only like 40-some years old. Well, uh, fortunately for us, we recorded Victor Bruno and one of his most famous poems that he did was a little one called I'm Fat. Here is Victor Bruno to tell us his story of I'm Fat. My name is Victor Bruno, and I'm fat. I've always been fat. I was a fat baby, and a fat boy, and now I'm a fat man. <laughs> My acquaintances seldom use the word fat in my presence. They feel that it would be as unkind as using the word drunk in the presence of an alcoholic, and so they use other words. Plump. (laughs) Stout. Chubby. Big bone. For a long time, they said it was baby fat and would burn off sometime in adolescence. But along about my 30th birthday, that particular theory bit the dust because it was evident that it had not burned off and was not about to burn off and that any attempt to burn it off would constitute a public fire hazard. And I was happy to see that particular adolescence theory die anyway the age of 30, there's nothing more unsettling than the thought of a delayed attack of puberty. (laughs) I'm resigned to being fat, and I wish people would stop using euphemisms, because I'm fat. I'm fat. That's all there is to that. You might think it etiquette to say that I am heavy set or just big bone. You want to bet I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Portly, chubby, plump, and stout. Everyone's a diplomat. Why not let it all hang out and go ahead and call me fat? So please, don't think you're being kind by pretending to be blind. Just take a look at my physique. There's only one word, fat. And I'm not really unhappy being fat. There are times when it's inconvenient. Such as when I'm trying to ladle myself into a theater seat. Or trying to get all of me through a turnstile at one pass. (laughs) Or calling the lobby to tell them that the bed has broken. Again. (laughs) I'm fat. It would be untruthful to deny it would also be impossible because my failing is my flag some men can sin and conceal it they're bandits but no one gets wise 
When I sin, my seams will reveal it. My crime is proclaimed by my size. Some folks are awful and lawful. They're loaded with loot, but who'd know it? I try to sneak at a waffle, and five minutes later, I show it. <laughs> the fella who sells marijuana could walk down the street like a saint, and his sister may seem a Madonna, but the vice squad can prove that she ain't. <laughs> Since pounds are like crimes, they can nail me on well over 300 counts and try me for each pound and jail me. I hope I'm not fined by the ounce. I'm guilty of imperfect diet. My weight shows I'm pizza pie prone. I know it's no good to deny it. Now, who wants to cast the first stone? <laughs> or to be a bit more blunt, although my belt may not be svelte, I've never felt disgusted. The kind of pot that I have got will never get me busted. <laughs> And there you have it, friends, Victor Brono from his album, Heavy. <laughs> a funny man, Victor Brono. He did a lot of great poems appearing on the Johnny Carson Show, but I believe I'm Fat was his most famous. Uh, I thought you'd like to hear a little thing from Victor Brono. It's been quite a while since I played this album, and seeing it recently, I thought, you know, it's about time I played Victor Brono for you here on Sounds Like Radio. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, let's get to the great Gildersleeve now from January 31st, 1951. Let's listen now to the great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you each week by the Kraft Foods Company. Famous over the years for the finest in cheese, Kraft now brings you the finest in cheese slices. Their Kraft Deluxe Slices, extra delicious pasteurized processed cheese in perfect slices. No slivers, no dried edges, no broken pieces, but really perfect slices wrapped and sealed right in the spick and span Kraft plant. Look for Kraft Deluxe Slices in neat half-pound packages. Eight big slices of delicious processed cheese to the package. You'll find them in your grocer's dairy case. Convenient, delicious, Kraft Deluxe Slices. Well, in about three weeks, there should be a new arrival in the great Gildersleeve's house. Marjorie and Bronco are going to be Mama and Papa. And is our water commissioner proud? Right now, he's looking in the window of the Summerfield Baby Shop. Let's see what they have. Well, that playpen would be nice for the baby. You wonder what the price is. Why do they always turn the price tags upside down? Hello, Gildy. Well, Judge Hooker. What are you trying to do, Gildy? Climb in that pen and play? <laughs> Certainly not, Judge. I'm looking for ideas for Marjorie's baby. Oh, of course. Isn't this an attractive window? Look there. Pink booties. I had pink booties when I was a baby. An old goat with pink booties. 
What do you plan to buy for the baby, Gilda? Well, I don't know. But I'll have to go easy. I have so many other expenses. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was trying to see the price tag on this playpen. But I can't do it without standing on my head. If you stand on your head out here, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, look. This little bonnet is cute, Gilda. Tied under the chin, it would look fetching on any baby. Well, everything in there is cute, Judge. I'd like to buy Marjorie the playpen, and that woolly blanket, and that bottle warmer. Say, an electric bottle warmer. I could use that to heat up my oxtail bra. Oh, my goodness. Before retiring, I always have a warm cup of oxtail broth with my rye crisp. It's good for the figure. Yes, yes. Judge, look at those Peter Rabbit pajamas. Cute. I'd like to buy those, too. Gilda, you amuse me. Yes, I... You stopped by to get an idea for a gift, and now it's practically turned into a shower. Well, I guess I can't afford all these things. I... Say, come to think of it, why don't I give Marjorie a baby shower? You? Certainly. I'll invite you, Peavy, and the rest of my friends. Gilda, you can't give Marjorie a shower. You're the head of the family. What's wrong with that? It isn't socially correct. That shower should be given by someone in Marjorie's crowd. Yeah, judge, she's been given some of those, and frankly, there wasn't much loot. <laughs> oh? Yeah, this time, I want to get into a higher bracket. <laughs> I still maintain that a shower should be given by one of Marjorie's girlfriends. Say, why can't it be given by one of my girlfriends? What? That's it, Horace. And it won't be a shower. It'll be a cloudburst. <laughs> Nobody's going to say Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve does the wrong thing socially. Yeah, I wouldn't give Marjorie a baby shower. Since I'm her uncle, it'd look too mercenary. Yeah, I'll just talk Catherine into giving the shower. Of course, I want it to be her idea. I'll have to be diplomatic. Yeah, that comes easy to me. Hello, Throckmorton. Hello, Catherine. May I come in? You may for a few minutes. Well, you're wearing your pretty nurse's uniform. Thank nice. you. Nice. Thank you. I'm due at the hospital soon. Well, I'll only take a minute. What's on your mind? You my mind? What makes you think there's something on my mind? Well, you're usually at the office this time of day. Oh, I know. We're Marjorie's baby coming next month. I have to give some time and thought for the little family. Oh, of course. How is Marjorie? Oh, she's fine. Now then, I just had a discussion with Judge Hooker about baby showers. Oh? It seems there's a big man in town who wants to give Marjorie a shower. The judge agrees with me that it wouldn't be proper. Why not? Well, in the first place, it should be given by a girl. Somebody close to the family. Uh-huh. A girlfriend of Marjorie's, you know. Or it uh, could be a girlfriend of mine. I see. Throckmorton, do you think I'm close enough to the family? Well, you're close to what I had in mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a wonderful idea, Captain. So thoughtful of you. Well, I've often considered it, but since Marjorie has her own circle of friends, I didn't want to be pushy. Yeah, I understand. You're just like me. I hate to be pushy. Ah. Uh, now, let's see. I could arrange it for this Saturday night, if that isn't too soon. No, that'll be fine. Of course, we're awfully busy at the hospital. Well, I'll be glad to take care of all the details for you, Catherine. Will you? Sure. We'll invite the Peavies, Judge Hooker, and Rumson Bullard. He's rich and likes to give nice presents. <laughs> Rumson phoned me today. Yeah, you, you, you did? Mm. 
He's awfully nice. That Buller trying to steal my girl. He wanted me to go dancing. That settles it. He won't be invited, present or no present. But I told him I had to work at the hospital. Good. Fine little hospital. <laughs> I'd better go there right now, Morton. It's nice of you to help me with the shower. Well, glad to do it, Catherine. Just leave everything to me. I'll get buried to help the refreshments. All you have to do is meet the guests at the door. Wonderful. And Throckmorton. Yes? Wouldn't it be a nice gesture to invite that big man who wanted to give Marjorie the shower? Oh, yes. Good idea. I wonder if she saw through me. I'll just slip back to the kitchen and have a talk with Bertie. The shower has to be a surprise for my... Oop. Is that Bullard and his Cadillac honking at me? Hi, Up. Want to go for a spin? Leroy! What's he doing at the wheel of Bullard's car? Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, he's sitting with Bullard's little niece. Hello, Brenda. Leroy, you shouldn't be in Mr. Bullard's car. Why not? I'm a good driver. I just drove all the way from Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls? We've been honeymooning. <laughs> oh, just pretending, eh, kids? Aren't you, Leroy? Yeah. <laughs> How do you like my bridal veil, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yeah, pretty. Idaho potato sack. <laughs> and look at my bridegroom. <laughs> oh, yes, with a stock of salary in his buttonhole. Isn't Leroy handsome? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, have fun. Just cut the honeymoon when I call you for dinner, Leroy. Okay, Uncle. Well, here comes Bertie from the store. Yeah, we offered the driver to Kansas City for some steaks, but she only wanted stew meat, so I let her walk. <laughs> yeah, what a boy. Hey, Miss Gilsey. Hello, Bertie. Before you go in the house, I'd like to discuss a little something. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't want Margie to know about this. But I'm planning a baby shower for her. A shower for Miss Marjorie? Ain't that nice? Yeah, it's going to be quite a party. Hey, Alex, what are we having it? Now, Leroy, it doesn't concern you. No? We're having it at Miss Milford's, Bertie. And I'd like you... If it's for Marjorie and the baby, why can't Brenda and I come? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> now, children, this is for grown-ups. Why, heck, I'm going to be an uncle, and uncles are grown-ups. Well, not necessarily, my boy. Bertie, don't you think Brenda and I should come to Marge's shower? Leroy, don't you get me into this. Bertie's neutral. <laughs> Leroy, there won't be any children there. Who's a child? Oh, my goodness. We're not wanted, Leroy. Come on, let's drive to Chicago. Illinois. Oh, I don't want to pretend anymore. Why not, Leroy? That's kid stuff. I'm an uncle. Oh, what a problem, child. Yeah, I mean problem uncle. What a busy little mother to be. What are you knitting this evening, Margie? Uh, these are booties, Anki. Oh, nice. But I wouldn't work too hard, my dear. Somebody might give you things like that. Oh, good. 
Say, what was wrong with Leroy tonight? Leroy? He hardly touched his dinner. He was a little moody, wasn't he? Then he rushed across the street to Brenda's. He wouldn't tell me what was bothering him. Well, it's a secret. Oh, a secret? Well, tell me, Auntie. No, Marjorie. Well, you know you can't keep secrets from me. Tell me. Yeah, I think I'll run across the street and see what I can do to cheer up Leroy. Auntie, what's this all about? Not a thing. See you later, my dear. Ta-ta. Auntie! Well, Leroy may be a little bit upset about the shower now. Good a couple of tickets to Hopalong Cassidy will cure that. She, uh, kids change their minds every five minutes. Uh-oh. There's Bullard getting in his car. I don't want to mention Catherine's party to him. I'll just hide behind this lamppost until he drives off. I made it. He didn't see me. Peekaboo! <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bullard. Good evening, Gildersleeve. I didn't know if that was you or if Bertie had just set out the barrel of cans. <laughs> well, it's me tonight. Cans tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I was just tying my shoe. Oh, oh, well, I was just leaving for the club and a game of billiards. Nothing better to do. Good. Have you seen Leroy? Uh, he's inside with Brenda and the housekeeper. Uh, Gildersleeve, we haven't done the town in quite a while. What about Saturday night? Uh, Saturday night? Yes. Why don't we go out? With your girl. With my girl. What a neighbor. Well, Bullard. I uh, called Catherine today. I know. What a lovely voice. In fact, what a lovely woman. Now, see here, Bullard. I'm very fond of Catherine, and she's very fond of me. <laughs> well, she is. Gildersleeve, you may as well know that I'm very fond of her myself, so watch out. No, wait a minute, Bullard. That isn't fair. All is fair in love and war. And this is war. <laughs> He's a hard man to like. Why, George, he won't see Catherine tomorrow night. I wouldn't have him at that baby shower if he offered to pay the hospital bill. Well, I'd better square things a little Leroy. Leroy! Oh, Leroy! Yeah? Will you step out here for a minute, my boy? Okay. Come on, Brenda. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Brenda. Hey, look, kiddies. I just thought of something for you to do while we we're at the shower. Yeah? How would you like two tickets to hop along Cassidy? And popcorn money. Leroy, don't look at me like that. We've seen the picture. Anyway, that's kid stuff. I've put my guns away. You did, my boy? Yeah. When a man's going to be an uncle, it sobers him. <laughs> I want to do the things you do, Unc. You know, now, look, kiddies. If you don't care about seeing Hopalong, why don't you give a little party of your own? A party? Sure. You pretended you went to Niagara Falls. You could pretend you're giving a shower for Marjorie. You could even invite some of your little friends. That's a wonderful idea, Leroy. We can have it at my house. Uncle Rumson will buy the ice cream. Yeah? Keen, when could we have it? Well, how about tomorrow night? Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, that's a dreamy idea. Thanks for suggesting it. Not at all. Glad to help. Yo, Brenda, one more suggestion. What is it, Mr. Gildersleeve? Why don't you get your Uncle Rumson to chaperone your shower? Yeah, I happen to know he isn't doing anything tomorrow night. You think he would, Brenda? Oh, he'll do anything for me. Come on, Roy, let's get off the invitation. Yeah, that's the idea. Gildersleeve, you're clever. 
great Gildersleeve will be back in just a moment. Now you can enjoy the most delicious pasteurized processed cheese you ever tasted. And you can enjoy it in perfect slices. They're Kraft Deluxe Slices, and you'll find eight big sandwich-sized slices in each neat half-pound package. These wonderful Kraft Deluxe Slices are different from any sliced cheese you've ever had before because Kraft Slices are made a completely new way. Instead of being cut from a loaf, Kraft Deluxe Slices are actually formed by an exclusive new Kraft invention that captures every single bit of the fine, delicious processed cheese flavor in every perfect slice. So tomorrow, look for them in your grocer's dairy case. Those perfect slices of extra delicious processed cheese... Craft Deluxe Slices. Well, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. At times, the water commissioner amazes himself at the slick way he maneuvers things. When Leroy and little Brenda wanted to attend the shower he's arranging for Marjorie, was the great man stymied? No, sir. He cleverly suggested they give a party themselves. Now it's the following morning, and the great man is heading downtown. Uh, Gildersleeve, you have a great talent for keeping everybody happy. Yeah, I guess it isn't socially correct to give a shower on such short notice. What the heck? My friends won't care. I'll start with good old Peavy. Yeah, I wonder if I should have asked him last night. Yeah, there's plenty of time. Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. (laughs) What can I do for you today? Uh, Nothing, Peavy. I'm the one who's doing things for people today. You don't say. You bet. Well, would you care to pay this soda check Leroy left? Leroy's soda check? He was in with little Brenda, and they left in a big hurry. Well, he's excited, Peavy. You'll be excited, too, when you see the bill. Oh? They split a banana split, ate two jumbo heavens in four minutes flat. Oh, my goodness. That's a local record. One dollar. Oh, well, put it on my bill. Very well. From Leroy to you to the ledger. (laughs) That's passing the book. Very good, Petey. Seems Leroy's having a little party this evening. Yeah, great changes come over, Leroy. He's going to be an uncle, so he thinks he's grown up. Tonight, he and Brenda are pretending they're giving a shower for Marjorie. Yeah, so? Yeah, kids love to pretend. By the way, Peavy, Miss Milford is giving a real shower for Marjorie this evening. I'm making the arrangements. And you and Mrs. Peavy are invited. I'm afraid we can't make it this evening, Mr. Gildersleeve. You can't? We were counting on you. <laughs> so is Leroy. Oop. Leroy invited you? Peavy, why didn't you tell me? You didn't ask me. Yo. <laughs> You don't want to go to that party? They're just pretending. Well, they ordered five gallons of ice cream, and that's the kind of pretending I like. <laughs> five gallons. You must be having all the kids in town. Yeah, all right, PB. Put the ice cream in my bill. I won't have to. Mr. Bullard already paid for it. Bullard? Cash. <laughs> Well, here comes the judge. Phoebe, don't try to change the subject. You have to come to my party. What's this about a party, Gilder? Well, Leroy invited Phoebe to a party, and he's going. So am I. You too, Judge? And I may wear my little Lord Fauntleroy suit. (laughs) Judge, 
Catherine and I are giving a shower tonight, and we want you to come. I'm sorry, Gildy. I can't disappoint Leroy. You should have issued your invitation earlier. Leroy wrote his. He brought it around last night. Yeah, but look, fellows. Peavy, I understand Rumson Bullard is providing prizes for everyone. I'm here to tell you, he nearly bought out the store. I hope we play games. I'm good at pinning the tail on the donkey. <laughs> Yofer, Peavy, Judge, it's nice of you to want to humor Leroy. But you'll have more fun at my party. We're going to have hats and favors. And we're going to play Monopoly. It's lots of fun. Besides, there'll be nobody at Bullard's but kids. Well, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) All right, go to his party. There'll be plenty of people coming to mine. I wonder who will come. Yes. Well, that's all right, Floyd. Yeah. Sure. Have a good time at Leroy's party. See you around. Goodbye. Nobody else to ask. That Leroy shanghaied all my guests. Well, I guess I had it coming. The only people at Catherine's party will be Catherine and me. Hi, Uncle. Hello, Leroy. Boy, am I bushed. Oh, what have you been doing? I've been getting hats and favors, and I've been talking to the caterer. Caterer? Sure. Mr. Bullard said, go the limit. When you get a caterer, that's as far as you can go. (laughs) Oh, brother. Leroy, didn't you know I was arranging Catherine's shower for tonight? Heck no. I know you had one cooking, but you didn't say when. Well, it's tonight. Yeah? Mr. Peavy, Judge Hooker, Mr. Munson, and even the mayor's coming to my party. Yeah, I know. Who's coming to yours? Well, there'll be... Now, see here, young man, it's not polite to ask. Okay. Hey, I think I'll get Chief Gates to park cars tonight. Wish I'd thought of Chief Gates. Uncle, is that you down there? Yes, my dear. Good thing I didn't mention the shower to Marjorie. Oh, Uncle, did Leroy tell you? Tell me what? He and Brenda are giving me a shower tonight. They are? Well, well, well. (laughs) Isn't it sweet? Just think it was all Leroy's idea. Yes, yes. I lost my guess, and now I'm losing credit for the idea. I have to go press a dress, Unky. Bye now. Ta-ta, my dear. Well, there goes the guest of honor. I'll just have to call Catherine and admit that I bungled it. Gildersleeve, you moved too slowly. Yeah, perhaps it's a good thing I did. If I'd engaged a caterer like Leroy, I would be in trouble. Hello? Hello, Catherine. This is Throckmorton. Oh, hello, Throckmorton. Uh, about the shower. I'm afraid we have to change our plans a little. Yes, I know. It was very clever of you to move the shower over to Rumson's. Yeah, well, I thought you was that. <laughs> Leroy told me. He seems to have completely taken over for you, Throckmorton. Yeah, well, yes, he has. Mm. I think Rumson's home is a much better place to have the shower. He has so much room. Yeah, but, Catherine... You worked it out Beautifully, Throckmorton. Thank you. I have to make a quick trip to the hospital, and I won't be off until eight, so I'll meet you at the shower. But... Goodbye. But... Here I... How can I meet her at the shower? I'm not even invited. (laughs) I thought of the idea. Now everybody's going except me. How did this happen? Everybody else is getting dressed. 
Ain't you going to the shop? No, Bertie. Well, what about that nice present you bought for Miss Marjorie? Well, I'll just leave it on her pillow. Yes, sir. Mr. Gilsleeve, Leroy'd be glad to invite you to his shop if he knew you wasn't having one. Bertie, when a grown man has botched the works, it's hard to admit it to a little boy. <laughs> Leroy's no little boy, Mr. Gilsleeve. Don't you remember? He's gone adult. Imagine him giving a baby shower. Yeah, and I'd like to be there. But I can't ask Leroy to invite me. After all, I didn't invite him. No, sir. Guess I could get in, though. If I went as a caterer. No, I wouldn't trust myself carrying pies around. I might push one right in Bullard's face. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cause Miss Milford's gonna be there. Yeah, I know, Bertie. And Mr. Bullard's gonna be glad she is. But, Bertie... And Mr. Bullard's gonna be glad you ain't. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Suppose I should go, just out of courtesy to Miss Milford. Yes, sir. Mr. Bullard doesn't worry me. Not for a minute. No, sir. Miss Milford isn't going to forget me just because I'm not there. No, sir. In fact, she'll probably leave the shower early if I'm not there. Yes, sir. In that Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) She might at that. Bullard said, this is war. And if I know him, he'll start advancing tonight. <laughs> I'm worried. Alf, who's trying to break down the door? Yeah, I'm coming. Bullard. Gildersleeve, I need your help. You do? Come in. I haven't time. You know that party Leroy and Brenda are giving? Yeah, do I? Well, they ran after a movie, and I'm stuck with it. Movie? But they were so enthusiastic about the shower. That was before a new Hopalong Cassidy came to the hitching post. Uh, I thought Uncle Leroy had put his guns away. Gildersleeve, you have to help me. I don't even know who's invited to this party. You don't? No, they didn't even leave me a guest list. Well, I can tell you one person who's invited. Who? Me. (laughs) Well, go shave and come on over. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be there in two shakes, Mr. Bullard. Yeah, I get to see Catherine after all. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I better go shave and get Marjorie's present. Hey, Uncle. Leroy. Can I see you, Miss? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what a fine boy. He came back to invite me to his little shower. I was on the way to the movies and I thought of something. Yeah, I know why you came back, Leroy. Yeah. I need 80 cents for the movies. <laughs> well, here you are, my boy. And 20 cents for popcorn. Thanks, Uncle. Gee, I'm glad you're my uncle. And I'm glad you're a boy again. The Great Gildersleeve will be right back. If each member of your family has a special favorite kind of pasteurized processed cheese, here's good news. You can please them all with Kraft Deluxe Slices. These perfect slices of extra delicious pasteurized processed cheese come in five favorite varieties. You'll find them in your grocer's dairy case, the five delicious varieties of Kraft Deluxe Slices. Lovely shower, Uncle. So many beautiful things for the baby. Yeah, nice. Hey, look at that bullard. 
He thinks he's going to drive Catherine home. What did you say, Uncle Morris? Uh, nothing, my dear. Nothing. Here's your coat, Catherine. I'll get the car. Huh? You sneaky neighbor. Oh, Mr. Buller. What is it, Gildersleeve? He just wanted to tell you. This is a fine sleeping harness you gave Margie for the baby. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Now, if you'll excuse you me. Know, it's pretty complicated, though, Bullard. You better show me how it works so we'll know how to put it on the baby. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll put it on you, and you can tell me if I have it right. Yeah, well, hurry up, Gildersleeve. You'll have to loosen it up to get it over my shoulders. This was made for a baby. Yeah, I'll yeah. get it. Is there. A little tight. Well, it's very simple. You hook these straps, and then the child can't crawl out of bed. Yeah? Well, let's see. Mm-hmm. We'll fasten them to this chair. Yeah. See if it works. Yeah. Now, can you get up, Bullock? Oh. No, no, I can't. I can't move. Good. Give me the keys to your car. I'm taking Catherine home. You're not folks. Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Barry Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Gail Gordon, Kathy Lewis, Barbara Whiting, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Next time you raid the icebox or sit down for a between-meal snack, don't forget to add a little Kraft prepared mustard to that cold meat you eat or that sandwich you make. For when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. There are two kinds of Kraft mustard, salad mustard with that delicately spiced mild flavor and Kraft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both kinds on hand. Then for extra zest in meat or cheese, just add a little mustard and you'll add a lot of tang by Kraft's Prepared Mustard. Here comes the glamorous, unpredictable... Your humble host on NBC... have it, friends. The Great Gildersleeve, originally broadcast there from January 31st, 1951. The Great Gildersleeve presenting The Little Baby with a Shower for Marjorie. Yeah, and Leroy, too. He had more success in gathering them people than Gildy. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when you let little Leroy do a shower on the same day that you're planning to do it. Oh, that ain't good. But just imagine... Just imagine if the baby saw all them baby shower gifts and the baby was a spoiled brat and said, I don't like them. I don't want them. Uh, That would make you say now, "Uh, gee, baby, ain't I good to you? Why don't you like these here shower gifts? Yeah, here's Billy Holiday. Gee, baby, ain't I good to you? me treat you the way I do 
sure that Marjorie and and Bronco's baby it ain't gonna be spoiled you'll never have to ask the baby gee baby ain't I good to you why don't you like your gifts that's never gonna happen Marjorie and baby will uh, Marjorie and Bronco will teach that baby the right way and you know why because the baby is gonna be so cute so pretty and they just can't help but to teach it the right thing Bing Crosby, he likes pretty babies, and he has a little song he'd like to sing right now. All about Marjorie and Bronco's pretty baby. Here's Bing. Everybody loves a baby, that's why I'm in love with you. Pretty baby, pretty baby. And I'd like to be your sister, brother, dad, and mother too. Pretty baby, pretty baby. Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love? We'll cuddle all the time. All I want to love and baby, and it might as well be you. Pretty baby of mine. Baby, that's why I'm in love with you. Pretty baby, pretty baby. And I'd like to be your sister, brother, dad, and mother too. Pretty baby, pretty baby. Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love? We'll cuddle all the time. Oh, I want a loving baby, and it might as well be you. Pretty baby. Pretty baby 
pretty baby of mine. Oh, yeah. That was good. Bing Crosby and Pretty Baby. Yeah. That's what Marjorie and Bronco's baby is going to be. I'm sure it's going to be a pretty baby. Speaking of pretty, you know, I was looking over that Lola Albright album. We played you a Lola Albright song a little earlier. Looking over her album. You know, one of the things about her, and I, I like girls that like this, she had a smile that you could tell. This is a woman who just loves to laugh and have a good smile. She had a great smile, a natural smile, and you could tell just by looking at her, she's a girl that likes to laugh. You know, there are some girls, they have a natural big smile, and you know they're just ready to smile and ready to laugh. And, yeah, they're nice. I like that. That's one of the best things about Lola Albright that I liked, of course, besides her voice, but she had such a great smile. Lola Albright. Uh, if you can find a picture of her, uh, look at it. And you'll see what I mean. She had a great smile. Natural, beautiful smile. Well, speaking of folks who have a beautiful smile, how about Judy Garland? Now, we started the show with Al Jolson singing all about April showers, and that got Judy to thinking, hey, I'd like to sing my version of April showers. After all, Marjorie's having a shower. It may not be in April, but it's a good enough song for me, too. So, all right, I got it. Here's April showers from the great Judy Garland on Sounds Like Radio. This is a neat stereo version of Judy singing April showers. Just keep looking for a bluebird and listening for his song whenever April showers come along.
daffodils So just keep looking for a bluebird And listening for his song Whenever Wasn't that nice? Judy Garland and April Showers. One of her big time songs. Now that was a special stereo version of a song she recorded in 1956 on one of her albums. But that was a stereo version of that song. Hope you enjoyed listening to that. And that'll do it for today's Sounds Like Radio. We hope you enjoyed the January 31st, 1951 episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Funny show, too, with Marjorie getting showers from both Leroy and the Great Gildersleeve. Well, friends, till next time, then I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio saying so long for now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.